I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee, Managing Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Jeff Cobb, Chief Information Security Officer at Capella Healthcare, which is based in Franklin, Tennessee, and operates 14 acute care and specialty hospitals in six states. Jeff will be discussing some of the top privacy and security challenges that Capella is tackling these days. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Marianne. How are you? Good. To start, what are the biggest privacy and security projects you're working on these days? Well, I think this year, with the Omnibus Rule, the updated HIPAA security and privacy language, uh, there's obviously been a lot of work to do with regard to updated policies, updated business associate agreements, vendor management. While mechanically is the same, there's a lot more scrutiny with it. Uh, we're really having to take a look at the vendor space and their maturity level, giving, again, their increased liability around data security and privacy. So I would I would say with the Omnibus Rule this year, that's that's been a, a lot of our focus for the past several months. Now, as you've worked on HIPAA Omnibus compliance, what provisions were most difficult? What were the biggest challenges with that work? And are you still working on it? Definitely still working on it. And I think, again, the vendor space is probably one of the more challenging pieces of it. Given that we are a smaller healthcare system, we have smaller vendors, local vendors, regional vendors that, you know, small sizes. They're not going to have mature security programs. They're not going to have dedicated security individuals to run those things. So the education to help them understand what their compliance obligations are now and to work with them, partner with them to identify the bigger risk areas and work toward a corrective action plan or a remediation schedule, uh, you know, that's going to be an ongoing conversation for us. So that's that itself is never going to go away. Uh, hopefully what happens again is we continue to partner and work with our vendors where we're getting an increased level of comfort uh, with how they handle our data and, you know, they're updating security and privacy processes and, and initiatives to, to meet those needs. Now, speaking with other healthcare organizations, I, I've been told that one of the trickier provisions in HIPAA Omnibus is the provision that healthcare organizations should accommodate patients' requests to not disclose to their health insurer information about a product or service for which the patient paid out of pocket. Are there certain technology measures or best practices that you're putting into place to tackle this? Have you figured out a way to achieve this? I wish you could see the smile on my face. That's a very timely question and that we have meetings coming up within the next couple of weeks to be more focused on that particular area. So there's a lot of work to do. Myself and others in the industry, the technology is not quite ready to fulfill that type of request. So there's got to be an interim solution, more of a, I guess the way we're looking at it is potentially manual process, manual intervention to be able to take those data elements that if a patient does make a request to withhold that information based on a cash payment for service, technology is really not set up to do it. Um, So internal conversations to figure out what processes we can put in place internally to try to prevent it, as well as discussions with the vendors to 
figure out what the roadmap is, what's the development effort going to look like, and where we could have some automation through the EHR systems uh, to take the load off for that requirement. But, yes, it's very tricky. A lot of people are talking about it, and not a lot of people I've talked to have the answer quite yet. So I think we, we still have more questions than answers right now. Now, Capella has hospitals in six different states. And as privacy laws often differ from state to state, what sorts of challenges does that present you and your team, and how do you handle that? Well, what we try to do, and, and this, this is to meet all of our requirements. So, you know, we've got federal requirements, we've got internal business requirements, we've got all kinds of things that we're concerned about. So it's taking our security control framework and making sure that our controls are mapped to those requirements, what those elements are. First and foremost, federal being obviously the higher visibility point, we've got those mapped pretty well right now. The individual states is a little bit tricky. You know, you've got some states while they're a little bit different. I think fundamentally there is a lot of similarity between uh, the types of data elements that they take into account that would identify a breach. I think it's more along the lines of is there any particular reporting requirement that's different from one than the other, you know, whether it's timeline or a certain process, that kind of thing. But it goes in our review process just like an annual review of any changes with HIPAA, same thing we did when the omnibus rule came out, is you've got to continually look at those things so that you can identify any changes, and then you go back to your control framework and make sure you've got controls in place to answer to those. That way, if you do have gaps, you can get those identified and put put a work plan in place to work toward those. Many organizations also say they have a difficult time finding professionals with the mix of security skills and experience that they need. Has that been a problem for Capella, and how are you addressing that? Well, hopefully I get to address it next year. We're in budget conversations for 2014. But, uh, no, I would say in general, you know, myself and, and others here in the Middle Tennessee community, we all face that same challenge. There's a, you know, there's only a certain size of the talent pool, and, you know, depending on what those skills and requirements are, sometimes it's easier to find that person to fit, sometimes it's not. The one thing that I try to do is look at it more from the personality and the aptitude side. With what we do, you have to be so business-facing. You have to be able to sit down and talk to people. You have to have conversations. You have to be able to promote the initiatives that you're trying to work on. Personality is very key for me. And then aptitude. I don't necessarily need somebody that has, you know, seven to ten years experience walking in the door. They they may be able to come speed the market a little quicker, you know, pick up something and run with it. But without without the personality and without that aptitude to learn, uh, I think the runway for them is very short. So I tend to kind of look toward maybe more of the entry level to medium level types to where I can put them in a good environment, help mentor them in a way that their careers moving forward, and we're also getting the work done that we need to do to succeed. Are there any emerging security technologies, developments, or best practices that you think are promising and deserve further investigation for adoption by the healthcare sector? You know, I think our focus has been so much on the Security 101 stuff. You know, we've had several talks here during the, the ISSA International Conference here in Nashville that there's a resounding theme that, yeah, while there's new technologies and new approaches and there's new threats out there and things to consider, some of still the basic blocking and tackling is not to the maturity level it needs to be to support what you want to do going forward. And that's anything from patching, from asset inventory, to even managing virus software in some cases. 
So, yeah, while I keep an eye on the technologies and, and the improvements of where things are going, uh, our major focus from the last 12 months of a work plan is, has been more let's get Security 101 nailed down. We can't do everything perfectly, but let's at least do that 80% of stuff and feel really good about it before we can then sit down and say, okay, where's the secret sauce and, and what do we really want to try to do to move that needle to a higher level of maturity? Finally, looking ahead to next year, besides continuing to work on HIPAA Omnibus, what are your other big privacy and security priorities for next year? Regulatory is still going to be there. So I think one of the big things for us is audit preparedness. I was having this conversation earlier today that it's a very interesting dynamic for our company as well as others to where the reform and the sequestration and the reimbursement cuts and all those things are driving uh, you know, putting pressure on revenue, but we're having to spend more time, more resources defending that amount of money that we get in the door. So it's how can we better be better prepared to defend ourselves when that time comes. So it's not a matter of if in our minds, it's just a matter of when. And, you know, that event could be OCR knocking on the door. That event could be a meaningful use attestation audit. I mean, there's all kinds of things that go on on a regular basis that we need to be better prepared for so we can properly respond to meet those needs. Thanks, Jeff. I've been speaking to Jeff Cobb of Capella Healthcare. I'm Marianne Kolbasek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.